Welcome to Design Diary, the podcast where you get to look inside my board game design notebook as well as what's going on inside my head. We look at a new word each day from the sense of mechanics, tone, theme, or inspiration for a full game. Today's word is... Demarcate. Or de- demarcate. Demarcate. <laughs> I don't know how many times I can say it the same, the same way. The definition is to fix or define the limits of. Delimit. To set apart. Distinguish. So, here we go on day three of not having the notebook, but and still having it because it's it's sitting on the seat of my car. <laughs> I saw it today. Demarcate. So I wrote down uh, setting boundaries, um, and they also had a note in the uh, in the definition about. Stones demarcated royal burial places. Royal burial places, which I thought was neat. In, in first of all, in a theme, and, and definitely just in, in a setting. So my first thought, and going through my initial thoughts, my first thought was, um, the the just the term drawing a line in the sand, and and just the physical representation of that of somebody most likely with their foot or a stick or something, drawing a line in the sand and saying you can't pass or nothing can pass or what's on this side is mine and what's on that side is yours. Something along those lines of drawing a line in the sand, which makes me think of a setting, a person setting personal boundaries. Um, and I thought about this, it's almost like a property line or a fence or something like that, but it's less governed and more of just a, a limit that you created yourself. Um, if anything crosses this line, then something's going to happen. So I decide where that line is. It's not a line that's set by me purchasing my house or the you know the title to my property or deed or anything like that. It's I chose that this is the line where I've almost been fed up to. Uh, which is interesting because there's a line drawn on the ground on some sort of map or the surface or whatever. But there's also like a line of of how much you can take. So there's like these dual lines. Like I can only take so much before I make this line in the sand. I don't know. This is sort of vague, but that's kind of where I had. That's the idea I had for the initial thought. My mechanics. I wrote definitely push your luck, you know. And it's kind of like the opposing player pushing their luck like i'm drawing my line in the sand because i'm at my peak frustration level or whatever and how much are you going to push that you know how close are you going to get to it um are you going to go over or are you just going to get right up to it and just get in my face um i also wrote so to get into more mechanics uh to define the limits of would be to choose a pull of dice uh, to use. So let's say there's all these different die types and I choose these ones. Now what that limits is it limits the high, the maximum, it limits the minimum, and it limits your mid-range of you know what you expect to roll. So let's say there's one of every die, a 4, a 6, an 8, a 10, a 12, a 20. If I choose a 4, an 8, and a 10, my limit is 22. So I, you know, I can I can sort of groom myself to get into these positions for rolling the numbers I want. 
which is in like the game like Floating Market sort of has that, which is really cool. Um, choosing a single die. Oh, choosing a single die will do the same thing if the dice are all different. So let's say instead of choosing a pool of dice, there's all different dice. There's a four, a six, a ten, all those. And being able to choose which one is my limit, which is my maximum of six, my minimum of one. Uh, but if I chose more dice, my minimum goes up. Um, choosing a single die can do that. And I've always loved the idea of customizing die faces, um, which also determines the limits. Uh, if if it's not a number value or whatever, it could just be icons, but there's a value of how many of those and, you know, on which die and, and things like that. So I kind of ho hovered around the limit of dice for my mechanic area. For theme, I said definitely a war game where the country borders can change and grow. And by that, I wanted to be specific in not just I'm in, you know, country A and I'm expanding into country B, my units are in there and now I own it and your units have to leave. I think more along the lines where you're taking over neighboring areas and instead of just moving your pieces there, your characters there, you have tiles that are, you're placing, tiles of some size and shape and sort that are expanding you know, outside of your area and into the others. Um, and I said, you know, instead of taking over the area to the west of where you're currently located, that area just gets smaller and smaller as your eastern area grows into it. Everything that's in the area to the west starts to condense more and more, but eventually it'll be taken over if it isn't moved out. So imagine, you know, I'm in an area, and let's just say there, there's squares. Squares make it really simple. You know, my area is a three by three grid of nine squares. And, you know, as I add infantry and I do things and I grow the area and I build up my military or whatever it is, I start to seep into the area next to it. And that's just my, my, my reach or whatever is now into that area. I don't own it. Um, if I have people in there, it might be one thing, but I don't own that. You still own that, but I'm starting to get in there. It's making your area shrink a little more and more. So that was kind of my thought, and it led into my, my final thoughts for this concept. Which puts this really weird spatial spin on everything. So imagine a game where there are boundaries. It's a war game. We have uh, borders of different countries and things like that. But I'm going to expand outside of my, you know, my starting country or whatever and into others and the way that it works is just like i said with playing tiles or cards or something like that that expand your reach but i thought what would be really neat about it is having different shape cards different size and different shape and things like that and the way that they're placed on the board like imagine a card it's a little longer taller than it is wide imagine it like placed on an angle so when i place a new card in there there's this I wouldn't call it as much of a dexterity as a placement uh, uh, impact. I can place my card touching my card in any direction or whatever. It just has to touch my existing uh, units or whatever whatever it is in my country. And it might overlap into your country a little bit. And if I can make it touch my stuff and then overlap your 
you know, your character cards in there or your infantry cards in there, then I really start to finally take over it all. But I thought the placement of, of cards and the, and the way that they're laying on the table would be really interesting in, in, you know, a back and forth game because you can lay things on an angle. So they take up a lot of, you know, a longer amount of space, but not as much consistency in the directions and in the width and everything like that. So I don't know. I thought it was kind of neat and that's kind of where I got with it. Um, I want to hear what you have. And I know that people are writing on board game geek as we speak, because I posted this early this morning and couldn't get the episode up in time, but I wanted to see what people's thoughts were. Now I'm going to go read them because I didn't want to get influenced by them. I kind of wanted to let this go naturally. Um, so I'm curious to see what they wrote on there, but for mine, you know, setting some dice limits and, and, fiddling with cards on a table so they there's this real space function to all of them um yeah that's where i got with it demarcate thanks again everyone we'll see you tomorrow